The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 2, 2019, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, my name is Bob. What's happening? Hello, Bob. By the way, Bubble Genius, the best goddamn soap in the world. Go buy lots of soap at BubbleGenius.com. Okay. Coming up on today's show, my friend Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment. BuzzBurbank.com is here today. Buzz. We're going to be lucky. We're going to be really damn lucky to see a heavily redacted version of the Mueller report. I'm telling you, it looks like Trump is hinting that he might not allow it to be released at all. At least not while he's president. Remember all the fraud this guy is responsible for. And then think, is he going to let this damaging information see the light of day? No, no, not going to happen. Plus... The Trump administration continues to be the biggest national security threat in the nation right now. We're going to get into the national security clearance issue in just a few minutes here. Plus, we've got music from Chris Walla and Jam and Slate on the show today. All right, let's talk about Patreon. My interview with one of my radio heroes, Randy Rhodes, is up now on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. It's a free listen, by the way, and among many other things, Randy lets us know which drugs she thinks Trump is taking before his rallies. I'll give you a hint. It sounds like it rhymes with Adderall. Rhymes with speed. If you dig what you hear, by the way, please help support this completely independent podcast for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month. And depending on your subscription amount, we'll give you hours of weekly bonus content, including our post-mortem show recorded after the end credits roll on our Tuesday and Thursday shows, along with our Friday after-party podcast with Kimberly Johnson, and the 90-minute Ultimate Edition of this show without commercials. We're also posting all kinds of free content on our Patreon page. Free! including our Wednesday interview show with people like Randy Rhodes, Malcolm Nance, John Fugelsang, Frank Conniff, Jillian Barbary, Stephen Weber, and the Frangela Duo. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey folks, conspiracy theorist and radio show host Alex Jones here to tell you about a brand new diet plan that I've been using, and you should too. It's not a product of the Illuminati, the New World Order, Raytheon, Bechtel, IBM, the Bilderbergs, or the shape-shifting lizard people from outer space. It's a fine product from the folks at Super Vitality. Mail and it works. Say hello to Super Vitality Mail's Punch Yourself in the Scrotum Diet Plan. And here's how it works. For a low monthly subscription fee of $12,000 a month, Super Vitality Mail will send you weekly techniques for bashing the living hell out of your balls. Now you might be thinking, ow, that's gotta hurt. Almost as much as when Obama uses tiny airplanes and helicopters to move the tornadoes all around. Sure, it might hurt for a few minutes, but after that your testes develop a resistance to the punching and they actually begin to manufacture vast quantities of what super vitality male scientists call skinny juice. That'll both increase your vitality and shed those unwanted pounds. Allow me to demonstrate using my sidekick, Dan Badandi. I'm in for wars, groom Dan Badandi, and now I'll punch myself in the scrotum to prove that punch yourself in the scrotum really works. Ow! 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 Go to infowars.com slash scrotum and use the promo code I'm a sucker. Order today. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. It is the uh, Trump crisis day 803, 581 days until the 2020 presidential election. And sitting right over there, it's my man, my friend, Mr. Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. I'm excited Hi. to be here. Uh, wow. Alex Jones, it, now that he has admitted publicly <laughs> that he is psychotic, don't all his followers have to do the same? Wouldn't that be? Yeah. I'm, yep. Listen, I'm really excited Really excited about uh, today and, uh, and what's going on here. I'm, I'm working on a movie script. It's a, a science fiction film called uh, Joe Biden Space Invader. Uh and marketing's going to be great. We're going to sell these Joe Biden helmets that protect uh, both the back of your head and your nose from unwanted oh, touching. Jesus Christ. You know, send your emails to buzzburbank.com. Bob is not involved in this venture at all. This is strictly me. Send it to me. I don't care. But it's, you know, it's, I'm excited about the project. 
You know, there's only I've decided, and and apparently, uh, you know, certainly apparently not connected to the Bernie Sanders campaign. <laughs> yeah, uh, the woman who filed the initial complaint. Uh, has been and uh, may still be an enthusiastic uh, Bernie Sanders supporter, and that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's that's uh, of course that's absolutely her right. Mm. Uh, but but I think it, you know this is going to set off a, an ugly uh, a fight, perhaps that we don't want. Yeah, and, and we don't need, and and will be counterproductive. So there, I think the only way to settle this uh, Bernie Biden thing. It, Shirtless wrestling. <laughs> yeah, Let, let's let's make that happen. Let's make that. I, we can add some. Uh, we can add a, like a pool full of Jello. Into I'll the bet. I'll, I'll bet on Biden by a nose. You can tell it's. <laughs> you can tell it's spring. Uh, Democrats have started devouring their own. Ah, that's, that's how true. you know what yeah. time of year it is. That's right. I heard. Wow. I heard. Yeah, no, it's very unfortunate. I hope uh, the, you know that all gets smoothed out. Uh, mm. You know, because really, it's too early. I think uh, to make any harsh judgments, and I think we no. need to know a lot more. And it's just weird. It's sure. it's very weird that this sort of eating your own would start this early. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it all it happens every goddamn year. And I tweeted this yesterday, Buzz, and it bears repeating: pace yeah. yourselves. There's another six months until November. And that's mm-hmm. November of this year. There's an entire mm-hmm. another year after that until the uh, election day. So there is a lot of crap that's going to be happening yeah. between now, just just now until the Iowa caucus, and the thing really doesn't get kicked off until the Iowa caucus. I mean, we're going to really burn well, ourselves out by focusing too not- much on this person's up, that person's down, this whole horse race business right here at the beginning, at the very beginning of the entire campaign like i've been saying like a candidate be interested in a candidate don't marry a candidate not yet yeah we've both been saying that here and and elsewhere uh bear in mind and i'll repeat this from a previous show that that uh, any ammunition any attack on a fellow democrat at this point i don't care if you're uh, whether you're attacking uh, bernie or you're attacking biden or you're attacking one of the other great uh, uh, possible presidential nominees That's for right. the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, bear in mind that every for every attack, you are handing the Republicans, the Trump Republicans, uh, more ammunition. That's right. That's and right. Uh, it is way too early to start handing them those kinds of gifts. And I, all I ask is that people keep that in mind. Away, no matter where you are, it doesn't make any difference. This could have... I suppose have happened uh, entirely differently the other mm-hmm. way around. Yeah. You know, there could have been, there could have been perhaps uh, accusations against Bernie. There, there haven't mm-hmm. been, but there, if the tables were turned, likewise, we would not want uh, to see this sort of thing there either for, for what we're looking at here. Yeah. And you know, people have been asking me, where do I land on this whole Joe Biden situation? And you know what? My position is very similar. Shocker. My position is very similar to Kimberly Johnson's, which is that, yes, this, that, that Joe Biden got a little too close, was a little too familiar. Always does. Always has. Always has. Right. Right. But at the same time, I do believe that this is being used as what can only really be defined as an enemy of the month strategy where we've kind of seen this process playing out where every month there seems to be a new Democratic candidate who's on the Bernie Sanders shit list. And I'm not talking about Bernie himself, but I'm talking right. about the uh, the shit list compiled by Bernie bros. And, and there's an attack that's going on right now against Joe Biden as as part of this whole process, as part of this ongoing right. thing. We saw Beto O'Rourke happen uh, uh, yeah, last month, right. and now this right. month happens right. to be, oh, April, it's Joe, but let's go after Joe Biden month. So <laughs> Maybe they should do, wait, it'd be nice if they do a calendar with a picture, you know, so we know <laughs> whose month that's it right, is. So we know, right. And we can, we can leave ahead and see what to expect. <laughs> that's it, that's so um, important. It's so important well, to know what's coming. Who's going to be on the list uh, when it gets to May and June and July? And there's so many months still to go. And, you know, look, <laughs> I don't. I, so I'll, many months. I'll, I'll be the the first to admit, Buzz. I don't have any evidence to show that Bernie Sanders is picking out individual candidates and say, "Okay, this oh, month no, we're no, going no, to no, have no, this no, guy." No, 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 no. We, I, if anything, it's supporters. It could be lone yeah. individual supporters. We don't know. And and Bernie himself has said that uh, what he heard, at least initially did not seem to him to disqualify anyone from running for president. No. Uh, that was a, a, a very nice and, I think, proper reaction uh, from, from Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I used to work with a guy 
who was uh, one of those close talkers. You, you know, have you, have you ever <laughs> yeah. had a, oh, oh yeah. my God, this was annoying and uh, intimidating <laughs> and uh, just uh, disgusting. And he didn't have bad breath or anything, but he would put his face about oh three inches from yours to talk to you. Yeah. And it was maddening. You mm. couldn't, and you'd keep backing up. And right. it, it didn't help because he kept closing in. It's in your personal space, yeah. It, oh, way, way, way into your personal space. And yeah. so I know what that's like. And mm. I also know that some people don't mind being touched and some people... Uh, it, it creeps them out. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. So men and women, all they mm. some just don't like to be touched. That's fine. You're entitled to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and yes, Biden's probably a little too touchy with men and women, uh, people of all ages. But it's never. There's never any case of that being sexual. Well, that's so, the other dimension know, to this. About, yeah, it's the the just, level of severity, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that he's known for. I mean, Joe Biden has been known as being handsy for some time now. I mean, we're not breaking that, any news here by saying that, that he is. And that doesn't make being that or a close talker right. Right. It just doesn't make it this yes so here's me and here's you buzz we're taking a nuanced position which always right. works out so well on the internet doesn't it yes people people love the nuance yeah, don't they? i know i know That's they latch right here. onto it it's so well, easy to grasp right our thoughts today of course are with mick jagger who's having a heart surgery at That's age right. 75 yeah if, if only he had been more active in other news, Keith Richards is still alive. That's true. And, you know, I was uh, I tweeted at Chuck Woolery today. And, you know, that's something, <laughs> something I try not to do is to I've pay attention. Told you, I've told you not to talk to I Chuck know. Woolery. Every time I turn around, Buzz is going, hey, don't, don't pay attention to Chuck Woolery. And here I am. Oh, fuck you, Chuck Woolery. Um, but, no, seriously, this time, um, you know, he was just, he was being an idiot about uh, health care and about, uh, specifically about Mick Jagger. He's like, oh, how mm. could it be that Mick Jagger is coming to the United States. Why doesn't he go to Canada for his heart surgery? Or England, where they have socialized medicine. Is, wouldn't it be great if he did that? And it's like, no, you know, you goddamn idiot. You goddamn idiot Chuck Woolery. He's coming to the United States because, yes, we have great surgeons here. We have the yes. best surgeons in the world. But you know he what? he can afford the best. Exactly right. You have to be Mick Jagger in order to be able to afford our great surgeons. I assure right. you that Chuck Woolery masseuse that gives him rub and tugs every other day i'm sure that person cannot afford to have mick jagger's heart surgeon if they should require that same sort of valve replacement surgery so I, this is an important point to make um even though it is in response to chuck woolery yeah <laughs> it's completely uh, masseuse, inconsequential right masseuse or masseur whatever yeah you know. <laughs> That's true too, yeah. um, but uh, but sure. I, I, I would, well, last thing I want to mention about uh -huh. this uh, this Bernie Sanders Joe Biden thing with right. uh, these accusations of improper yeah, touching and I'm or whatever. I'm, I'm sorry I brought that up because I know that's like a kryptonite to you. Well, I, it's, I, I, I didn't mean to, and I know why. No, you don't have to explain it. We know. Yeah, we know. and I I do understand. I I I'm, I sort of made those jokes because. They seem pretty obvious, and because because I I knew you were sensitive about it, I didn't I didn't want you to, but I didn't want to freak you out. So well, look, I mean, I, I joke about, about I joke about not being able to talk about uh, senator sandwiches, and, and you know, it's, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There's a good there's a good strategy behind that, but at the same time, I'm not going to shy away when there's something to say. Um, right, yeah. But but all that being said, I think one yeah. of the things that we need to take away from this, and again, adding to our nuanced position, which again will work out really really well in the comments below this show. Right. Uh, but uh, again, with with Joe Biden, we need to be careful because. This yes. sort of thing is going to happen a lot with Joe Biden. Oh, and I'm not yeah, yeah. It's not just this. Yeah, yeah. It's not just the and it's not just the handsiness either. It's going right. to be it's going to be a year of well, what Joe meant to say was. I mean, uh -huh. we're, we're going to be gaps. going. To, yeah, exactly. We're right. going to be going down that road quite a bit, trying to explain what Joe Biden meant when he said this uh, thing that he shouldn't have said. And uh, yeah, so. it seems to me we've reached a point where we, meaning uh, the, the culture, the new news media and the culture itself yeah. latch on to everything mm -hmm. uh, and 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 hold on to it like terriers yeah uh and and i i don't really understand that hunger uh to have you know an issue like that yeah um you know obviously there is uh, there is an issue with uh with uh, men and women uh that needs to be addressed and you know i think we're happy to discuss that in a in, in context yeah but, sure 
that's not sex is not the uh, sex or male domination are not the context here mm-hmm. uh you know in the case of but yeah you you can expect the gaffes and 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 all kinds of things and again that's my point we're going to focus too much on on uh, those gaffes instead of Maybe what's in the man's mind and what's in his heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know. I, I'm just at the point now, Buzz, where I, I can't wrap my head around the Democratic primary contest just yet. No, I mean, no, of course not. I just I and in fact, my whole reason for making those jokes and bringing that up is because it is too early for this. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. It, they, we, it's too early for us to be cannibalizing ourselves. Mm, but likewise, we can't ignore it either. So there's that conundrum. No, That's a catch-22. No, no. Yeah. The women are to be listened to, and, yeah. and how they felt is how they felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and they are entitled to uh, their interpretation or their sense of what happened yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, it, uh, we just have to take it from there. It's just that, I, you know, we've been through this a bunch of times where there's this gigantic Democratic primary and the exhaustion right. that goes along with it i mean this time next year we are uh, going to be ready to jab our eyeballs out with pool cues or something like yeah, that i mean yeah. it's going to be another reason for not engaging in this now yeah, yeah exactly so they're going back to the original point of all of this which is that pace you got to pace yourself democrats because there's an exhausting yeah. an exhausting series of events that are still to come and that's on top of everything that's going on with donald trump and right. Russia higher priorities and Congress. yeah kids. yeah exactly yeah, higher priorities and, and health care for that matter i want to talk about yeah. All of those things here today. But Sorry, for- I hope I left time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. But I mean, what I want to start out with is is an unlikely topic, and we we won't spend much time on it at all because there's uh-huh. really not much else to say about this. But last week was, by all accounts, a horrendous week. But I tell you what, it yeah. ended on just the right note, and the right yep. note was. They released the video deposition of Alex Jones so that we could sit and watch all literally four hours of Alex Jones squirming and lying uh, under oath for that matter and just making a royal ass of himself scum getting to the point where he ultimately said that his Sandy Hook truth position was born out of psychosis he actually went to the insanity plea that testified (laughs) under oath that he is psychotic. Exactly right. Exactly right. And and so the, it was the best binge watch of the year. I so desperately needed that, especially when it got to the point. I think it was somewhere about halfway through the first two hour block of video in yeah. which the the attorney for the families hands Alex Jones a page and Alex Jones starts smiling big ear to ear grin. And on yeah. that page is a photograph of of bionic dan badandi and when he, he mentioned this is your this is your cage wrestler friend right this is uh, mr dan badandi right and at that point i just i had to stand up and give it a, a rousing stand of standing ovation and just, yeah he mentioned dan badandi in the deposition i just you were hoping that. you were hoping he'd be in this episode prime minister <laughs> benjamin Netanyahu. yes and thank god for it because you know america needs to laugh for god's sake yeah, and so you know, thank God Dan Badandi comes along, or is at least mentioned. And then- I don't know, I don't know where you find the time to watch and consume all of this. <laughs> it's not easy. I do assure you, you, it is. Do you, do you get? Do you ever get to sleep? <laughs> I don't think you want to trade places with me, Buzz. I seriously don't. Um, no, no. I just I mean, that's how I spend my days and my evenings, just uh-huh. consuming this madness. And but I mean, it was one of those things where. As soon as Dan Badandi comes up and, yeah. and Alex oh, Jones is reacting, off. and they refer that's to him. The, that's, that's the money shot for you. And they refer that's to the, him as a cage fighter. Like, this is Dan Badandi. This is cage fighter Dan Badandi. <laughs> so WWE is once again searching for that rising star, searching for that phoenix rising from the ashes of the yesteryears. Of the yesteryears. Well, that blazing star is now here. He is a 290-pound, six-foot submission specialist suplex machine yes. a ground and pound beast mode monster in your face one ass kicking maniac yeah. that will bring the fight to anyone <laughs> and the wwe asks who is tough enough but i think the bigger question is is the wwe tough enough for bionic 
Dan Bedard. <laughs> <laughs> that is endlessly great. Especially yeah. the part about how he's a grounded pound beef smoking monster for some reason. I'm not sure what that <laughs> oh, even of course. means. Yeah, yeah no, I, I know, but it's close enough, right? Uh, you know, by the way, did you see John Oliver's piece on WWE this week? I did HBO? not. You know what? I watched oh. the piece about Russia, but not that. Damn it. Oh, Was it good? Oh, it's excellent. Oh, tell it's me. Really, tell me. It really is uh, amazingly balanced. Uh, it's Well, first of all, it's very funny. Uh, but but sure. it, it's it's amazingly balanced. Yeah. Uh, you'll be finding uh, you'll be finding yourself wishing that Dan Bedondi had health care at the <laughs> end of at the end of this piece. Right. Uh, but but it but it 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 also defends uh, John Oliver defends wrestling is a, a supreme form of entertainment. Uh, uh, at the same time, and he, he just thinks that wrestling has a responsibility to take care of the health of its people mm-hmm. uh, to g- not make them work 200 days out of the year. No other sport plays that often interesting, uh, or demands that much uh, or subjects its uh, players to such physical injury as that does, and yet it provides no health care, claiming that these are contractors, these wrestlers. Wow. When in fact, in order to, they have to sign exclusive contracts to, you know, to, to meet these schedules. So they're really very much taken advantage of. Uh, the WWE has made some steps, uh, tried to improve some things, but they still have a long way to go. And in the meantime, uh, GoFundMe pages have cropped up to take care of the medical expenses of uh, these guys who can't do it anymore. Wow, wow. So it's, maybe, it's really fascinating. So yeah. maybe Dan Badani could get aboard that gravy train and maybe get his skull fixed, you know, all the softness and the holes in it. I mean, he may need some sort of metal plate or something. And, and I have, I've, I've always been... <laughs> I've always been repelled by by wrestling. Yeah. I just it was never yeah. something you know the, the professional wrestling like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just it seems stupid to me. But yeah. I I have a different perspective after hearing uh, John Oliver of all people mm-hmm. uh, speak up in its defense. And it's still not my cup of tea, but I respect it more now. And and I know a lot more about it than I did. So I, if you haven't seen uh, John Oliver this week. Uh, on HBO, be sure you do. Yeah, well, shocker that there's overlap between the phony baloney nature of professional wrestling and the phony baloney nature of the Trump presidency, which there's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, Don- they are inter- they are interwoven. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Donald Trump is the professional wrestling president, and in fact, he and he had participated in a bunch of those stunts with uh, with Vince he, McMahon he, and so on. Yeah, he, he did, and he made Vince's wife Linda the head of the Small Business Administration <laughs> of all things. Now she has, I think. As of this past week, and I don't know anything more about this, but uh, within this past week, Linda McMahon has turned in her resignation. I heard that as Trump's uh, small business administrator. So, uh, but, but yeah, no, that's how interwoven. Uh, are you kidding? WWE was part of the administration. But plus, he's using classy Freddie Blassie's catchphrase now against Adam <laughs> Schiff, which is he's calling Adam Schiff basically a pencil neck geek. Uh, which is just so uh, presidential of him, isn't it? And he's acting so innocent, isn't he? I mean, that's yes. the that's the big deal. I think that we could take away um, right now with regard to the existence of the Mueller report and whether or not we will ever ever see it. And and it's my position. Yeah, Buzz, let's talk about this because I know you're worried. Yeah, I'm really well. I, I'm not worried as I am fired up because I think. Yeah, without there you go. Now <clears throat> you're onto something. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had our time to be frightened by what Trump might do uh, last right. week, but. Right. Now, but now it's I'm at the point where I've rejected all of that. I'm ready, ready to uh, just, just throw down and do whatever I can in whatever limited uh-huh. fashion here on this show and with my writing to show yeah. that Donald Trump is clearly never going to allow this report to see the light of the day. Light of well, day. he's going to he's going to try. Let's I, you yeah. know, I mean, I don't I don't know if ultimately he can win that. And I'll, I'll just start with my first positive thing here. Keep it brief and, and, le- and let you continue. But sure. I don't think people will stand for it. Congress won't stand for it. Uh, the American people won't stand for it. Mm-hmm. More about that in a second. And uh, the courts, I don't believe, will stand for it. Uh, plus, there's precedent from Watergate. But all that being said, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh, he, he will absolutely uh, try to keep us from seeing uh, as mm-hmm. much of the Mueller report as it makes sense to see. Yeah, now, Obviously, I think we all agree that there are certain things in it we shouldn't know if it imperils uh, national security or, or an ongoing investigation. Uh, some of the other parameters that have been put on on what might be released and what I mean, are, are ridiculous, yeah, uh, and and vague and mm-hmm. and scary because of 
who's imposing them. And those are the changes that we know about. I mean, those are the most recent right. list of changes that or redactions that uh, Bill right. Barr has mentioned. Um, right. But there's this whole other layer. And I know Bill Barr said that, well, the White House isn't showing any indication right now of wanting to use executive privilege on anything in the Mueller report. Uh-huh. So there's that. And we should take that at face value. And like Trump never changes his mind, does he? Um, <laughs> but I mean, this is I, I think he will. Honest to God, I think he's going to change his mind. I think he's going to either use executive privilege on the entire report or he's going to exert executive privilege on giant sections of it that are damaging to him and why wouldn't he i mean look at donald let's not kid ourselves donald trump's record on fabrications and lies and dishonesty and corruption it's a mile long you start with dr bornstein and how you know donald trump fabricated his health status you know basically lied to not just not just Democrats, but to his own people as well about his health status, saying it's, uh, what was it? What was it? Astonishingly excellent were Dr. Bornstein's <laughs> words that Donald Trump fed right. to him right. and which Dr. Bornstein has confessed, right? I mean, he confessed to yes. uh, to having fabricated the, that uh, doctor's letter. Um, then there, you know, Donald Trump talking about the Electoral College or talking about the inaugural size or what we heard from Michael Cohen in his sworn congressional testimony in which he accused Donald Trump of uh, committing fraud on bank loan applications, uh, committing fraud on insurance applications. Of fabricating his tax returns, right? Another reason why we haven't seen his tax returns yet. Uh, I mean, everything down to his 2.8 handicap at golf, which, by the way, first of all, I have no idea what that even means, but it's but it's a big lie, according yes, to uh, New yes, York Magazine. Yeah, um, his actual golf scores, his tax returns, and the Mueller report are all being stored in the same vault. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised at all if that were really the case because again i mean what has he done to deserve the benefit of the doubt on the on (laughs) releasing the Mueller report nothing nothing if if he does impose executive privilege and he could certainly do that i don't i don't doubt that he, he would try a thing like that at a certain point but if he were to do that, that too will be challenged in court. It yeah. will obviously quickly land in the hands of the Supreme Court. The, certainly, the uh, the presidential election, Al Gore's presidential election, certainly landed there quickly. Yeah, uh, that would immediately go to the Supreme Court. And uh, although the court is majority conservative, I don't know that there are more than three votes on that bench that might be more faithful to Trump than to what we would consider normal democracy. Yeah. Uh, I think I think a majority on the bench would feel, uh, certainly, and led by John Roberts, I would suspect, would feel uh, that uh, this was uh, an overreach and, and that uh, Trump had to obey. Uh, and and there, there's historic precedent for this in Watergate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that a battle like this can be won. I think Trump is overconfident in his... I think we're overly intimidated, and I think Trump is overconfident yeah. in his power at the U.S. Supreme Court. I think he might be in... I think he's probably... I think he's very likely in for a rude awakening if he if he takes the fight that far. And that's just if, if that's... I mean, that's one of a number of ways Trump could try and may very well try... Uh, to keep us from seeing the Mueller report. Yeah. Uh, but there are considerations. There are things we shouldn't see. But there are ridiculous things that are being blacked out as well. Mm. And uh, C- Congress is not going to stand for that. And there is too much uh, historic precedent from the Attorney General and from the Special Prosecutor in 1973 and 1974 uh, to establish that, yeah, you can absolutely get this stuff. Nixon had to turn over the tapes. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, I, I'm not sure this is a battle. Trump can win even with this Supreme Court. Yeah, well, that, and that's just the thing. I'm glad you mentioned that the Supreme Court. I think the right. Supreme Court is stacked in his favor, and if the mm-hmm. it, 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 it's going to be much tighter when it comes to SCOTUS this time around than it was on uh, on Watergate. That's for sure. Maybe, yeah, yeah, probably because of uh, you know he's got Clarence Thomas in his pocket for yeah, sure. Right. Uh, he's got uh, he's got his two appointees, Gorsuch, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Uh, Kavanaugh, right? Yeah, yeah I I tried to block him out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> with good reason. But, but yeah, so the, the, here are three guys who I think are probably with Trump all the way, no mm-hmm. matter what. Well, but that leaves that leaves six justices who, you know, and even though the majority of the bench is conservative and, and thinks conservative, 
I think when it comes to constitutional matters such as this, mm-hmm. uh, I think we're okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, this is. I'm just throwing darts here, but uh, that is my sense of the situation. Well, there's a there's a broader point to this entire exercise of following the cover up and what Trump right. may or may not do with regard to executive privilege, and that is this isn't the behavior of an innocent man. If, no, if Donald no. Trump were innocent, and if in fact he has seen any part of the Mueller report outside of the quotes that are in the first bar memo, then he will never. If he sees the damaging information that is in there, especially under the heading of obstruction of justice. Right. He is never going to allow that shit to uh, to be released publicly. He's going mean, to try. Yeah, he's, he's going to try. try again. again uh, Congress is not going to stand for it. Uh, yeah. There'll be lawsuits. There'll be actions by Congress. There'll be lawsuits. This will end up in the courts. Uh, you know, I, I I have faith that that will play out as it is meant to play out and as it has played out before in this situation. Right, right. Well, we've got some further indications that this appears to be the developing strategy on behalf of Trump and the uh, the Trump-supporting Republicans because there, sure. there's some quotes now, Trey Gowdy, Jim Jordan, and Trump himself that I want to get to here in, in just a second. But first, uh-huh. before we... Uh, before we dig into all of that crapola, let's talk about something that's actually great and pleasant and something that you should have in your home, and that is an entire shelf full of Chris Lavoie banded masculine candles. Just arrange them and light them all at the same time, because if you really need to relieve your anxiety and stress with regard to the Trump crisis, these are great candles to do it. Banded masculine candles are all natural soy wax candles and steel containers with masculine scents like leather, blood oil orange and hunting lodge each one is poured by chris lavoie's mighty hands you know chris lavoie from the stephanie miller show and and of course buzz there's no lavender because uh, for some reason chris hates lavender and i don't know where you stand on the lavender issue but oh i've spoken on this issue. oh yes i hate hate lavender too God damn it. It's so divisive. It's like Bernie versus Biden right now. That's where the <laughs> lavender uh, debate lands. Chris is using his bulbous pectorals to create some of the best smelling candles I've ever whiffed. So when, you, so when you shop, make sure to click the banded masculine link at bobseska.com and we get a small commission from every candle you purchase. And while you're clicking and shopping, make sure to use our Amazon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Using our link will take you to the front page of Amazon where you shop as normal but because you used our link. We receive a small commission on some of your purchases. Again, thank you for using our Amazon link, and thank you for purchasing Banded Masculine Candles. The Bob Seska Show. It was not tricky to enjoy. It sounds like Death Cab for Cutie, doesn't it? A little bit, and they're a favorite of mine. But but it's not. It's Chris Walla who used to be in Death Cab for Cutie. He's the uh, ah, the well. guitarist, and he was the say a part. He did backup singing, and he also uh, produced every single Death Cab for Cutie album. And an extra bonus too, Chris Walla is going to be on the interview show tomorrow. Cool. So I'm going to be talking to Chris Walla about, you know, he's really political, too. So we're going to be talking about politics, but also we're going to be talking about Death Cab for Cutie, of course, and and, uh, Chris's own uh, 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 solo work and all of the albums he's uh, producing, uh, Tegan and Sarah and so many others. Yeah, he produced a Gord Downey uh, album, and we lost Gord Downey. He was the lead singer of uh, Tragically Hip, one of my favorite uh, Canadian bands. One of my favorite bands of all time, in fact. Wow. So uh, I want to talk about Chris, talk to Chris about uh, Gord Downey too. So link yeah. for buying uh, Chris Wallace solo stuff in the description below. Okay, Buzz, where do hey, we go from here? Buzz, well, first of all, buy buy the music. This is fantastic. Yeah, uh, I I love I love the Death Cab for Cutie. They they, they are absolutely one of my favorite groups. Yeah, and in fact, uh, and uh, yeah, well, this well, is terrific. I mean, we're very excited about this interview. I'm all yeah. in on this. In fact, you know what? When I first started doing this podcast back in uh-huh. 2010, I think it was winter of 2010, when I did like a test pilot for the show, right. I, my fake guest on my test 
was uh, Chris Walla from Death Cab for Cutie. How about that? Wow. He's your Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So That's here we fantastic. are, full circle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Indeed. Very cool. How's the uh, the music countdown show going, and did you enjoy doing it? Yes, I did, and I didn't fuck up too badly. I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't step on any posts, and that's the important thing. That's right. Uh, you know, I didn't hit every single I didn't get right up to every single post, you know, you but don't I didn't have step to. on it's any not, either. It's not a law. It's not a law. It's not a competition. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Except in my head, it is. Just don't speak over the vocal. That's all the, <laughs> it's the main thing the listeners ever cared about, I think. Exactly, exactly. So there was none of that. I mean, it, it went well in that regard. So, But, you know, I, I still felt rusty. I hadn't done that sort of crap since the 1990s, for God's sake. So I remember songs with like 30, 40-second intros on them, and... The DJ could do uh, his name, the time, uh, the weather, <laughs> and a uh, public service announcement about a kid's car wash. That's right. Uh, and, and still hit the post. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's strange. A bunch of the uh, the intros for the, a bunch of the songs on uh, yeah. on the countdown this week were uh, all uh, like around 23 seconds. So I had lots of wiggle room, lots of time to, sure. to that's, chat. You know, that's, now, see, that's a perfect weather intro. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, uh, call letters, name of the weather, and here's on and then you're out that's it that's yeah, your 23 yeah. seconds but of course it's just a, it's a blast to listen to all those songs in their entirety <laughs> back to back in the order in right. which they appeared on the show and so that was fun too and and uh, plus i get to do a little fun dj stuff with jingles and all that crap yeah, so that was yeah a great time. you love that that's cool that's cool yeah. i'm glad you're doing that because i i'm really excited about what's happening with these artists and how good they are mm-hmm. and how great it is to hear them on your show yeah bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit okay um let's see here Okay, so what we have to do, I think, sometimes is listen to what Donald Trump has to say. And I know there's some, you know, some strategic discussion about that. Do we watch uh-huh. what he says or do we watch what he does? And I'm, I'm of the school of thought where we have to keep an eye on both because they're both important. Whether- oh, always watch what he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether or not you listen to what he says depends, I think, on what he's saying in the context in which it's being said, whether he's being said, whether he said it before, those kinds of qualifiers. So I'd say with some discretion, uh, you know, generally I ignore him, but there are occasions where I do perk up for mm-hmm. something that maybe stands out from the usual bullshit. Well, so last week, I think it was Friday, he tweeted something about the Mueller report and said right. and concluded his remarks on Twitter by saying, so maybe we should just take our victory and say, no, we've got a country to run, which to me was a direct uh, statement with regard to whether or not he wants to release the report. I mean, why bother Could releasing be. the report? The Democrats are never going to be satisfied. And so why even bother? And then today he tweeted, there is no amount of testimony or document production that can satisfy Jerry Nadler or shifty Adam Schiff. He's so clever. Uh, It is now time to focus exclusively on properly running our great country, which is like, it's obvious. Let's move on. Let's not continue to talk about this. There is a sentiment. There is a sentiment out there for that. And as always, he's cashing in on that sentiment. Mm -hmm. Yes, certainly among his own people, but I think perhaps among some others. Now, I, I you know, I also see that a lot of things haven't changed. I, I see that essentially little or nothing has changed uh, since we got the bar report that, yep. that uh, you know, people just kept believing what they, they always believed. And, I, and, of course, there's some concern. Will they do the same thing when the actual Mueller report is released? I, I hope not, but there is now precedent for that. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, you know, um, when the Mueller report first dropped and Barr was rapidly scribbling down his uh, his thoughts on a napkin that we received on Sunday of last week, um, Trey Gowdy was hanging out with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Well, we've all seen the pictures now of Trey Gowdy spending time in the crowd as uh, Donald Trump goes around and holds court uh-huh. with his uh, guests and so on. Well, Trey Gowdy uh, came out this week uh, in support of not not releasing the report. He, of sa- he said here, I don't think the report should be released because the Department of Justice speaks in indictments. They've already indicted a lot of people. That's the way the Department of Justice speaks. They don't write biographies. They don't write summaries and reports and have press conferences like what Jim Comey did that the Inspector General actually found violated policy, etc., etc., etc. So yeah. Trey Gowdy doesn't want the report to be released. Meanwhile, yeah, of course not. He doesn't want. Here's why he doesn't want the 
the report released, it isn't about Hillary. <laughs> if it were about Hillary, it would be out by now, right? Right. 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 Meanwhile, Jim Jordan on Fox and Friends this morning said, uh, uh, let's see. Now, now, what they're saying is we want to find something. We have to find something because we're so committed to getting the, getting at this president and not focused on, frankly, what's best for the, for the country. And that's you know, Jim Jordan basically making a case on Fox and Friends this morning, Donald Trump's favorite show, by the way, that yes, the report shouldn't get released because let's move on right. and focus on destroying right. the country. This <laughs> is Fox hip- hypnotizing. This is Fox hypnotizing yeah. the president. Don't let them release it. Yeah. Don't let them release it. And yeah, and it, it could very easily and has before uh, prompted Trump, uh, Trump to act uh, as you have predicted in this case. Yeah. And so, as you know, Buzz, the entire Trump position on this, the entire mm-hmm. Trumper position on this yes. is drawn from this one uh, quote from the Mueller report, apparently, that uh, Bob or Bill Barr put... I keep doing uh-huh. that! I keep saying Bob Barr. That Bill Barr put into his memo. The quote is, once again, quote, uh, brackets, it's a T in brackets. The investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired uh-huh. or coordinated with the Russian government, underscore right. government, uh-huh. in its election interference activities. Now, right. That might not be the only subtlety, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's possible anything could follow that sentence or anything could precede that sentence. Like, I exactly. Imagine, yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine the next sentence begins with, however, we it, have yeah, found, yeah. you know it, what I mean? It very well could. The report uh, could very well say it again. Here we are freaking speculating, and why? Because we haven't right. seen the damn report. That's right. But that's all we can do. Uh, Bob, William Barr m- made it that way. He's yeah. the one who who set this up for us to speculate about this for a couple of weeks at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, uh, and that's that's all we can do. But it could easily be speculated that what the report says we found no active uh, cooperation uh, between uh, the Trump campaign and the Russians. But we found uh, the Trump campaign receptive to this foreign help. Yep. Yep. And In fact, that's a different thing. And, you know, you've pointed out the, the subtly about, okay, well, maybe the, it wasn't from the government as it's outlined in that quote. Maybe it was from oligarchs who, as we all know, represent the government. Uh, but uh, another, this other subtly could be uh, that, it, you know, it, it's. Well, there's more than one layer to this, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, too, that uh, criminals tend to have buffers, uh, which, again, I go back to this from everything we know about mafia people. And Donald Trump acts like a mafia guy. Yes, it tries to. It tries to, at least. Yeah, right. And part of the strategy is let's put a lot of uh, nobodies between me and the law. So this way, if those people are caught, there's no connective tissue between their crimes and what I've ordered them to do because there are so many different layers of of buffers along the way. And and in order to prove collusion or conspiracy, there has to be proof of an agreement between the two sides. Well, uh, perhaps there never was an agreement. Yeah. Perhaps perhaps, uh, the Trump campaign just eagerly accepted the foreign assistance they shouldn't be accepting right and and, look, and and so you know this even even the collusion conspiracy question in my opinion isn't settled yet and of course we will not know until we see the freaking report that's right and look at this from a political point of view try to see this through donald trump's beady little <laughs> eyeballs uh-huh. and that is that he has spent now um 10 days screaming about it's a total exoneration yes. And Running victory this, laps. Exactly. Victory laps. There was no collusion. This is a total exoneration. Total exoneration. He keeps saying that over and over again. And what do we know from the Mueller report? Well, among other things, we know that the Mueller report says it does not exonerate him. And, and not only has he been running these uh, phony victory laps, and, and mm. of course the purpose of this is to hypnotize the public into believing yeah. that he has in fact won, right. that this is over, that it's all behind it. And, and it's really not. I love, again, John Oliver, what he said is what they've done is they've taken uh, one uh, you know, uh, one victory out of this bar report mm. and rounded it up to two. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> to, to both no collusion and, and mm. no obstruction. Yeah. And obstruction is a serious crime. We, we know there's evidence of obstruction. We know there's evidence of uh, connections mm-hmm. between the Trump campaign and Russia. That's right. So uh, until we see the report, uh, there's no way we can know this. 
and 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 the other thing that I maybe I hope will reassure you because I honestly believe this helps mm-hmm. is on Thursday when you do your other show this week with <laughs> when you when you were with the Goth Ninjas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is the day that Americans uh, in cities in uh, over 227 cities across the United States mm-hmm. will take part in marches to, uh, to protest uh, the failure to release the Mueller report. You were uh, just days ago calling for people to take to the streets yeah. uh, to protest uh, this clear obstruction of, of justice and truth. Uh, and uh, now, in fact, uh, your wish has been granted. Uh, a coalition of groups like Move On and Common Cause and uh, Indivisible and and, uh, and others have joined together uh, and and are again staging this. Uh, no one is above the law. Uh, March. Uh, they, their last one was uh, in mid November. They're doing it again on Thursday, and uh, I think I think it's very important the coverage that this gets, the public pressure that it applies to, and I think it will get coverage because of the timeliness of this particular the sort of universality of this particular theme of, of because America, the vast majority of America wants this report released. This will be a show of public pressure in addition to the congressional pressure uh, that's going to make it at least more difficult yeah. for Trump, Trump to make a move. And if and when he does make a move, it will be challenged in the courts. And I believe that uh, democracy will prevail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I really hope so. I, I, I would yeah. really love to agree with you. I, I just what I keep doing, though, is I keep seeing yeah. this through the prism oh, of, of Trump's Swiss cheesed brain. And sure. Yeah. Well, don't do that. It'll hurt you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I try not to get injured in that process. But at the same time, you know, it, what we're talking about here is a choice between two things uh, from Donald Trump's point of view. Either mm-hmm. let the report out and play a game of spin with regard to volumes of damaging information that could be in there about him, including, the again, the phrase does not exonerate and probably justifications for why it doesn't exonerate him in that report. Because, so, I mean, Mueller's going to make that claim oh, that course, it does yeah. not exonerate him. There have to be things to back up that claim in that report. Sure. So you're yeah, Donald they gathered Trump. evidence, and, they, and Congress is demanding that supporting evidence as right, well. Right, right. So, so either you're Donald Trump and you allow that report to go out and then you try to desperately play catch him up to desperately try to spin away all of these damaging things that are going to come out of that report, or you just sign your name, your fucking stupid signature on a piece of paper that says we're exerting executive privilege over this thing. And you're never going to see it because I'm going to do, I'm going to be busy uh, campaigning based on scaring people about Brown people coming over the border. That's what I want to focus on. And and calling, calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas for the next year. Take a breath. Take a breath. It's gonna be gonna be okay. Yeah. No. I. I think. I think. I think he will absolutely try that. I really. Yeah. I. I. It would. This wouldn't surprise me at all. I think you're uh, totally right to be concerned about that. I. 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 I think that the public and Congress are going to make it very difficult for him to do that, and I think the courts are going to make it impossible for him to do that. Yeah. It did not work in Nixon's case. I believe that even with this Supreme Court, it will not work for Trump. Uh, there are a lot of forces at work here. He is, uh, the, 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 they're going to have to pull the wagons into a circle. He is vastly <laughs> outnumbered here. Yeah. He is vastly outnumbered here. Uh, and with uh, the other things going on, uh, threat, this thing that, oh, uh, Texas, what, what state has been more Trump supportive than Texas? Mm-hmm. And now he's talking about again, closing the border, which he <laughs> has threatened before, but didn't do, but this time he really might. And yeah. either way we have to be on guard because so much of our economy, Especially Texas's economy depends on uh, those open borders. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's, I, I really think that patience with all this is going to wear thin. I know that you'd think, well, if that was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Uh, you and I have always said that when it starts hitting people's pocketbooks, then they get pissed. Right. And, and when Trump's own people get pissed, as they now have more than one reason to be, uh, this is this is no time for him to to make that kind of a gambit, and and I, I know that I, I I think the he knows the political perils of of this as well. Uh, but, you know, I, it just depends on how cornered he feels by the Mueller report. But uh, there's too much. It seems to me there's more force for releasing that report than it is for keeping it hidden. Mm. And don't forget, though, don't forget 
uh, Trump's rule. Trump always right. makes things worse for Trump. For Trump, and yes. so he's going to make decisions that are shitty for him, and he's going to think, "Oh, right. look at this great decision! I'm the art of the deal guy. I'm awesome at this." And right, right. The same not. guy who shut down the government's now going to shut down the border, <laughs> and he can't. Again, he's right. wrong, 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 consistently wrong, wrong. about everything, everything he does, <laughs> and and uh, and and I think ultimately, including his own defense. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know what? You mentioned pocketbook issues a, a second ago and there's a big one there's a big one that's on the table right now it looks like donald trump and the justice department are no longer going to defend the aca in court which means that at any time now the aca could just poof vanish i mean it could just and wait just and go wait away. and wait there's more trump now says that that great replacement republican replacement uh-huh. plan he promised Will be along sometime in 2020 after or after the 2020 election. Ah, uh, I see. Oh, swell. Well, uh, first of all, here's why there is no Republican plan for replacing mm-hmm. health care. Right. He's just going to do it. So, for those of you who can wait until 2020 for a proposal from the Republicans, uh, whereas you know the Democrats are going to be running on a health care yeah. plan prior to that 2020 election. Uh, he's and uh, Republicans were pissed that Trump brought this up in the first place because they know it's their Achilles heel. They know mm-hmm. that they know that they 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 got trounced in the midterms because of health care. Uh, they didn't want him to do this, and yet he did it anyway. It's just like he's closing the border in spite of economic advice not to do such a thing. Well, you know, it just it, he's very dangerous in that way. Well, there are two things that are happening with the ACA right now, or at least two strategies that are in play. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about those two strategies right after one last break, back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is a band called Jam and Slate, and it features the son of one of our P1 listeners, Cindy McNary. Cindy McNary's been with this show, I think, since the very beginning, like for the last nine years now. And uh, she's awesome, and her son is goofy talented. I mean, this is some great stuff. Jam and Slate, you can find them at patreon.com slash jam and slate, and that's with the N instead of N. So it's jam and slate. Links to buy their music in the description below. Okay. couple things Cindy, on that. Cindy, Cindy McNary could be very proud. I loved that. Yeah. That is, I loved that. That was wonderful. So interesting and 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 strange and just... Yeah, weird. well, maybe that's why I like it. Yeah, me too. I think it is. Uh, again, patreon.com slash jam and slate. All right. So the ACA thing. And, and again, I, I'm not entirely convinced that it is going to be overturned. I, I haven't really taken the temperature of where this goes from here, because we had that one ruling by Judge O'Connor in which he struck down the entire law. And then um, we heard this announcement last week that Donald Trump doesn't plan to defend the law anymore, which anymore, all it needs right. is one challenge and then uh, a court to go, all right, well, that's right. It is unconstitutional. So bye bye. And then it disappears in a puff of smoke. Um, the couple things, couple of major, major problems with this. First of all, um, this is a they're making a, a big deal over. Well, you know what? If the law goes away, we're still going to cover people with pre-existing conditions. One, they're not. They're not. Two, 
they've not told us exactly how they're going to do that. And that requires a lot. It's not just as easy as going, okay, and Donald Trump writing a thing that says, Pre-existing conditions are covered. I don't even think Donald Trump understands what pre-existing conditions are. I don't think Donald Trump understands anything about health care. I don't think Donald Trump, as you say, Buzz, right. understands anything. Doesn't much know less, anything about anything. Much right. less the complexity of health care. Now, yeah. here, the major problem with mm. this discussion that has overtaken yeah. so many other positive aspects of the Affordable Care Act, but this is an important one, so I guess it deserves more attention. But nevertheless, mm. I mean... Covering people with pre-existing conditions isn't very simple. What you have to do is you have to cap the costs. If you are going to cover these sick people, you are going to, or people who have been sick, people with pre-existing conditions. In a way they can afford. Yes, exactly. You have to cap deductibles. You have to cap co-pays. You have to get rid of all kinds of -of out-of-pocket expenses. You have to get rid of rescission, where the health insurance companies were kicking people off of their insurance as soon as they got sick. You have to have all of those regulations in place, and the Affordable Care Act happens to have all of those consumer protections in there. Everything to make sure the health insurance companies cannot gouge you just because you are sick. Now, if you just if you eliminate the Affordable Care Act entirely and it goes poof up in smoke, like I said, mm-hmm. and then you say, well, here's a thing that's an executive order. Or we're going to cover people with pre-existing conditions. Well, then that's fine. But what you're going to do is you're going to allow the health insurance companies to create all of these junk insurance plans, all of these plans where, sure, you can have insurance sick or injured person. But you know what? We're going to charge yeah. you, I don't know, twenty thousand dollar deductibles and, and massive premiums and oh we're going to kick you off your insurance as soon as it gets too expensive for us, right? Right. That's what would happen to people with pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Everybody else would get would get cheaper insurance, but that's not how insurance works, as right. we all know. We all share the risk. The key thing you need to know about insurance, it means the definition of insurance is sharing the risk. Yes. And that means you need healthy people and you need sick people and you need rich people and you need poor people and you need everybody contributing what they can into the system and then drawing only what they need, what they reasonably need out of it. That's what you need. And we're not certainly not getting that now. What we have here is a situation where Trump says, we're doing away with uh, with the the Affordable Care Act. And uh, no, no, we don't have a replacement. We will in a couple of years uh, just sit down and relax, have a seat in our waiting room. But we're with you. Uh, And and, uh, of course, that's ridiculous for families in need of medical care and unable to pay for them, uh, leaving uh, that lurch there. At a time when Democrats are running on health care for 2020. So that, that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, but, it, 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 you know, again, I, I, first of all, I, I don't believe that it's going to disappear in a poof of smoke. Uh, it, that decision will be immediately be, uh, rep- uh, will be appealed. And it will go to higher courts, uh, ultimately, no doubt, again, the U.S. Supreme Court. And if you'll recall the last time Obamacare came up before the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, Justice Roberts was the guy who said, "No, we're you know we're we're going to uphold it." Yeah, but at the, uh, but at the, the the only problem with that plan is at that time the government was defending the law. There is no government now to defend the Affordable Care Act in court. So. What's but gonna, they, but the judges will still make their decision based on precedent. I think. Well, that, I mean, somebody, somebody will challenge. If the government isn't going to challenge it anymore, somebody will. And I'm just not sure. I, I'm just not sure that 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 Trump's policy change will get very far. It's terrifying and stupid that he would do it. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't know if the courts will allow it. Well, it's, it's, it's a big question. There's a big question mark because, again, let's, let's step back here and, and look at this one ruling by Judge O'Connor where he said that the Affordable Care Act, stripped of its mandate, is uh-huh. now unconstitutional. A, uh, a Texas far-right conservative judge. That's right. So uh-huh. who's going to appeal that ruling if not the Justice Department, which is tasked with defending the laws could, could, that are on the books? I don't know. Could be the ACLU. Could be the AMA. I don't know. But somebody will. Somebody always does, and they absolutely will on this on this issue. So, so, so that's a that's a thing. I, I wasn't sure that that was an actual thing. Oh, like people sure. could do that. People somebody could... else can can take up that mantle. Somebody else can take over that case, for that matter. Okay. Uh, and and continue that argument. But uh, if 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 the question, regardless of who's defending it, if the question ends up before a judge. If uh, their judgment tells them that the law 
doesn't allow for this or perhaps because it there is no replacement plan and people are being, you know, this is being yanked away from people. Uh, you know, I, I, I think there's entirely possible that even without, even if there weren't somebody defend, uh, defending the ACA, and I believe there, there instantly, instantly will be, mm-hmm. uh, this judge will still rule by the law. And, and I, I, I think, I think we can take some comfort in knowing that it will be challenged and that ultimately some judge other than this unusually far right conservative Texas judge, there's he he's there are people with on a higher pay grade than him uh and and uh the, the appeals court certainly and uh i i u.s supreme court ultimately and i just think again that without a replacement plan and considering the ruling so far i don't see the courts allowing this to happen uh and every effort should be made and uh, if anything and i i said this and i hope i god i hope i didn't offend jody hamilton i didn't mean to because she she had posted <laughs> Well, yeah, she had she had posted something about uh, you know marching to protest uh, the lack of release of the Mueller report as as you had done as well, and and I chimed in saying you know it it would be if you really want to get people to turn out uh, you know make it about health care make yeah. it about their health care and and I hope and then she said well you know I'm not I'm not the organizer I just and I didn't mean <laughs> when I said you I didn't mean her specifically I meant yeah. you know people in general and so. <laughs> Perhaps I could have worded that better, so I, I hope she wasn't offended. But but I do think that if you you wanted a bigger turnout than what we're already going to see on Thursday, you yeah. throw healthcare at least into the mix because this is a, a an issue that affects everybody regardless of their politics. Yeah, well, you know, I I hope you're right, and I wish I could be as optimistic as you were on this. Again, I, I'm not taking a very uh, positive approach oh, about what's absolutely. going to happen in all this. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the the stakes are just really, really high. I think, and mm-hmm. and and what they I are, see playing, I mean, what I see playing out here, Buzz, is is just a repeat of uh, of Trump's DACA strategy, which is we let uh-huh. this let this thing die or or kill it outright and and he's doing yeah. a little of both when it comes to the affordable care act oh yeah and, and then from there use that as as a bargaining chip so that the democrats are forced to um sign on to whatever legislation Maybe. to add Maybe. a level of urgency but- basically like what trump was doing with daca where he said all right he- we're getting rid of daca and now you have to support whatever we come up with as far as the border wall in order to get daca as well do you, but and, do you remember how that worked out did, well it didn't work i mean it, it it worked out insofar as he didn't get the wall but we also don't have a law with regard to securing daca so but his is his executive orders on daca were stricken by the courts oh that's true that, that's that is true also but, and, I mean, this is what i'm saying i think the courts i think the courts generally uh, and uh, be fearful of the fact that he's been busily stacking them with conservatives but generally, I think uh, courts can be depended on for justice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, that is the case. And in fact, some, the courts come along and say, well, I mean, well, then again, with DACA, the courts did step in. I don't know where the courts are going to step in on the Affordable Care Act if it's, in fact, killed they, they, well, by the courts. Uh, yeah, or attempted to be killed. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah what's what's happened here is uh, he's basically saying we're taking away the law. And as you have said, we're going to stop uh, Justice Department lawyers are going to stop defending it in court. But uh, there's there's a lot going on here. I just, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to get away with this. I don't think this is going to succeed. But I absolutely think it's something worth even taking to the streets to protest uh, because even the threat of this uh, should not be tolerated. And I, I don't doubt for a second, Bob, that he's going to try. Yeah. I have I have doubt that he's going to succeed. Well, yeah, again, I hope you're, I hope you're right about that because... <laughs> Good God. Bob, rest assured, he's still individual one in my book. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's so much that he is capable of doing. And I, I think sometimes we forget the incredible amount of power that he is cloaked in as president of the United States. Oh, and the oh to use that he, power, yeah. he's a real closer. He closes casinos. He closes government. He closes borders. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but again, you know, this is a guy whose, I think, entire presidency is driven by not just personally enriching himself, but also by um, killing everything that Barack Obama did. I think uh, destroying the Obama legacy is... is Oh, yeah, this this is very much about that. Absolutely. 
Okay, lots more to talk about uh, coming up on the Postmortem Show on our Patreon page. That's bobseskashow.com. Go and support our Patreon page there. And if you sign up at $5 a month, you can listen to the Postmortem Show. Which is after, this is what happens after the music ends. We just keep on talking, and that becomes the postmortem show. Get it? I just feel like sometimes I got to clarify what it is because it's you really. You think to yourself, you think to yourself, I thought they left. <laughs> but there's more. Oh my God. They still have more to say. When are they going to shut up? But I know a lot, of, a lot of people want to hear more, so you're welcome. Uh, okay, that's coming up on our Patreon page. Also on our Patreon page is my indie music countdown from uh, the month of March. I recorded that on Sunday, posted that on our Patreon page. It's also up on iTunes as well, so you can hear it there also. All right, Buzz Burbank can be heard at buzzburbank.com, also realmnetwork.com. Every Thursday, it's Buzz Burbank News and Comment, the best hour of news that you're going to get all goddamn week. Again, that's buzzburbank.com. Also follow Buzz at uh, Michael J. Elston on Twitter. That's me. Uh, that's him. And uh, Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com. Uh, Love let's see. you. I will say, you know, <laughs> I you know I almost said Jackie Schechter's at investigaterussia.org, but not anymore. Not anymore. So that's too bad. But you can still wanna, follow Jackie Schechter at Jackie Schechter. What's that? I think we should. I think we should investigate that. <laughs> I think we should investigate the absence of investigate Russia. That's a good idea. Stephanie Miller Show is at stephaniemiller.com. Kimberly Johnson's at patreon.com slash startmeup. And David Ferguson is at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. All right, that's it for the show. See you tomorrow with Chris Walla from Death Cab for Cutie. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.